everyone, and welcome back. Today, um, we're going to be talking all about bunions, and I'm doing this because I had a post recently um, that I was getting some questions about, and uh, just some, uh, I wasn't able to fully kind of share what I wanted to share in the small format of Instagram, so um, we're going to talk a little about more about bunions today. Not necessarily exercises, but lifestyle factors and things you can do to make permanent changes and things that you need to do to get rid of your bunions. Bunions, um, also known as hallux valgus, is when the toe kind of deviates away from its natural position. You can get some bone formation as well because of the excessive stress being out of alignment, which can lead to a greater protuberance kind of on the outside of that foot. It can cause pain, dysfunction, as well as cosmetically. Um, it can be an issue for people. It can also limit the amount of shoes that you can wear because they'll typically cause you pain. I see this in all populations. Basically, anyone who wears modern shoes, you will see it in. Um, typically, it'll start very small, but if you put your heels and the front of your feet together and your tips of your toes do not touch, that is a sign that you have at least the beginnings of a bunion formation. Typically, it'll look way worse as you get older because that stress has prolonged. And even to the point of when you get to a certain age, I see a lot of toes overlapping each other, um, just severe... Uh, deformations of the feet that make it difficult to walk, painful, and different things like that. So it is an issue, and even if it's not bothering you now, there is a good chance that it will bother you in the future. So there are several things that we can do uh, to change that. We're going to talk about those today. We're going to talk about why it gets caused and a couple other factors like that. Um, so first off, um, like I said, it can be an issue because it's going to cause you pain um, and dysfunction, especially later on as it gets worse. Um, one big thing to note is that it does not really have a genetic component to it. It may have a very small genetic component, meaning maybe um, you have decreased bone density genetically or increased tissue laxity, ligament laxity that can kind of contribute to it, but it isn't actually the cause of it. It's all going to be caused by our modern lifestyle being a little bit more sedentary, but mainly the kind of shoes that we are in today. And if you look at the shape of the shoes, you'll see why, which we'll talk here about in a bit. Um, the other thing that lots of people will say is that, oh, it can only be fixed by surgery. And this is true to an extent, depending on the severity of the deformation. Defor uh, if you have basically a large um, formation on the inside of that foot, which is bone formation being put down, then yes, surgery will be needed to perfectly correct it because they'll have to shave down part of that bone. If you don't have that kind of bone formation there and it's just a misalignment of the toe at this point, you can get it basically back to normal. But even if you do have that bone formation, you can get it to what society would deem as relatively normal, as well as no pain and no dysfunctions. Um, and you can maintain that over a lifetime with some simple lifestyle changes that we'll talk about here. So like I said, it is heavily tied to the shoes that we wear today. Um, think of like Nike, Adidas, any dress shoes, most shoes that people wear to work are all gonna be factors in this. I always promote barefoot shoes um, to anyone I work with, to students, um, just people I talk to in general. There are some other brands that are not typically like barefoot shoes that will also be good for you. Uh, the main brand that I can think of off the top of my head is Ultra. Uh, they make kind of very foot-shaped running shoes, very friendly. It does have some cushion, which most people want, um, which is different from a barefoot shoe, which is very little cushion. So if you're still wanting some cushion in that shoe, um, you can take a look at Ultra. My Instagram and everything has tons of barefoot shoes that you can also look at, if, or you can just message me if you want any clarification on the type of shoes. But the first offer I'm talking about is the toe box. And um, we're talking about 
the shape of it as well as how narrow it is. So if you look at modern day shoes just for styles and looks, it's a very narrow toe box as well as some shoes to the point like high heels and stuff are even very pointed. And if you look at your foot, your foot does not look like that. It may right now because of the shoes that you've been wearing for a long period of time. But we know that whatever shape we spend, um, just like anything, if you spend a long period of time with your foot in a certain position, it'll start to adapt to those stresses. It'll start to lay down bone. It'll adopt that position. So the more pointed your shoe is, the more narrow your toe box is, the more that toe is going to deviate. And although it may not be stuck in that position right now, the longer um, you wear shoes like this, the more of a chance that you're going to have to acquire these bunions and the more severity of um, degree that they'll be misaligned. So the narrow of the shoe as well as the pointiness of it. If you look at your foot, you'll notice that the longest part is typically for most individuals, either the big toe or the second toe, as well as your foot, your toes should be the widest part of your foot. Our foot's meant to splay out kind of like our hands do um, for balance and stability. And in a very narrow shoe, you can't do that. So what you want to look for is a wide toe box, but one that is also very straight on the toe edge. You don't want a shoe that starts to curve inward because then what's going to happen is that toe is going to be pushed inward as well. And when you're in that shoe for eight, nine, 10 hours at work, that's going to adopt changes over time. So we aren't looking for that. Um, I'm going to give you guys a few ways to combat that. Maybe for some reason, if you aren't able to wear shoes, um, that I'm describing, maybe your work has a specific recommendation for shoes that you have to wear, things like that. Um, but I will give you guys some recommendations that you can do to counteract that if that is you. The other part that we're going to look at is the heel drop. So this is the, the difference between the back, so the heel part of the shoe, and the front part of the shoe. Most modern shoes have a slight drop to an excessive drop looking at high heels, meaning the heel is higher than the toe section. And that's basically going to put your foot in slight plantar flexion, um, which will eventually result over long periods of time with a lack of dorsiflexion. If you're not able to get into that dorsiflexion range of motion over time, we end up losing it, right? If you don't use it, you lose it, as well as it affects all our alignment up the rest of the body. But since we're talking about bunions today, we'll stick mainly with that. Um, what happens when you have a lack of dorsiflexion, which many people do, and it's not just because shoes also due to sedentary lifestyle and just people not using that range. But what happens when you have a lack of ankle dorsiflexion, your foot can compensate for times when you need that motion, say during walking, jumping, running, anytime you need that motion, your body will compensate. It's going to take the path of least resistance. And one of those ways is for your foot to flatten or pronate so that at that time you will get fake dorsiflexion, but your body is using that to basically achieve the motion that you're trying to get into. So your body's going to pronate or kind of create a flat foot, which will in turn, um, as your foot excessively pronates, pronation is normal during gait and during walking, but excessive pronation, what's going to happen is that toe, as the foot pronates, that toe is also going to deviate out to the side a little bit, which is going to also result in, um, kind of bunion formation. It's not going to happen all at once, but it's the repetitive motion hundreds of times a day or thousands of times a day. Um, that's what's going to cause that. Um, so when we're in that slight plantar flexion, typically results in tight calf muscles, lack of ankle dorsiflexion. So if you have tight calf muscles, this may be you, and it may be time to transition to a more zero drop shoe, which you can find in all barefoot shoes, as well as that brand I mentioned earlier, which is ultra, um, and other brands on there. You just want to look for something that says zero drop.
The next thing that we're talking about is just the mobility of the shoe. A typical barefoot shoe, I always demonstrate to people, you could basically twist it up, fold it up, and put it into your pocket. It is as mobile as it can get. It's made with minimal materials. This is so your foot is allowed to move like a foot should. Most modern day shoes are very stiff. They move in one, two spots of the whole shoe where your foot has a lot of joints, over 30 joints itself. All joints are meant to move. So allow yourself, allow your foot to move as it should. Our feet are as much technology as we need. We don't need technology or anything like that in our shoes. Um, so your foot should be allowed to move as it normally would. Once again, if you don't have that good mobility in your ankle and your foot, you're going to compensate elsewhere. One of the big ones are for these stiff shoes is most of them have a little toe spring, which is that little curve up at the end of the shoe. This allows for when you're walking, the shoe just kind of curves itself, limits the motion at the toe itself. And because um, toe extension is very important, especially with walking, running, anything like that, um, our toe is meant to extend, or that's normal range of motion. And when you don't have toe extension, what will happen once again is that toe is going to deviate out to the side um, so that you can compensate, once again, traveling through the path of least resistance. So a lack of ankle or toe um, extension, bringing the toe upwards, is also going to contribute to um, the formation of bunions, or it can. It is one of the causative factors. Lastly, but not least, with modern shoes is we're looking at the padding and support of shoes. Many shoes have tons of support, tons of padding. It's what most people look for. They even have shoes that are titled, you know, pronation control and things like that. Uh, most people don't realize that pronation or the foot flattening to an extent is a normal part of gait. It helps with shock absorption. If you don't have that pronation, you end up with limited shock absorption and you end up up the road, um, up the line of the chain at your knee or hip pain, back pain, things like that if you have a more rigid foot. So pronation is normal. It's not something we need to worry about too much. It is something that we need to make sure it's not excessive of. And the way you do that is by strengthening your feet. Your foot has arches in it. Your foot has tons of muscles. These muscles are all meant to maintain our arch. What's happened over time is as shoes build up, as shoes give you more and more support or you wear orthotics, those foot muscles weaken. It's similar to the expression of don't wear a corset for long periods of time because then your stomach muscles, your abdominals won't have to work and then your trunk will become very weak. The same thing happens to our feet. Um, orthotics or shoes with lots of support are more of a band-aid. It's covering up the issue. It is going to help temporarily, but it's also going to make it worse over time because our muscles are going to continue to get worse and worse and worse, which is why typically if you wear orthotics long-term, you end up having to get them um, changed up a little bit, more support, more support, because your muscles are getting weaker and weaker and weaker. So instead of just throwing a band-aid over the issue and trying to fix the short-term effects, try fixing the long-term effects by getting in a barefoot shoe possibly, it's going to make your own muscles work. It's going to increase the strength of your feet. Um, it's going to increase the mobility of your foot. It's just going to work overall with overall health of your feet in general. So the padding, I try to always have as limited padding as possible for my feet um, because I know that that's going to require my feet muscles to work and get stronger over time, which is what we want. Your body cannot adapt unless there's stress applied to it. And that is one way that we can do that. So I think it's quite obvious at this point, especially if you just look at a shoe, um, that modern day shoes are at least one major causative factor of bunions. So some things that you can do to make a change for that um, and just 
increase your foot health overall as well as fix your bunions is going to be along with exercises to improve your ankle dorsiflexion range of motion, increase your foot strength, and increase your toe extension. Those can all be done, but you guys can find videos of that elsewhere. Today, we're just looking at more lifestyle factors that you can do. One, walk barefoot more. If you're in your house, if you're walking around your neighborhood, at the park, anything like that, walk barefoot as much as possible. You're going to be able to restore your natural mobility and movement of your foot, as well as increase the strength of your foot muscles overall, um, as well as just grounding to the earth. Connecting to the earth on a natural surface with just your feet is a huge anti-inflammatory. It's great. You're going to feel great afterwards. So it's going to help with your overall physical and mental health as well. For those times when you cannot be barefoot, um, that's why I recommend barefoot shoes. Um, there's lots of brands out there, Vivo Barefoot, Feel Ground, Soft Star, um, B-Lanka. There's all kinds of brands out there now. Just Google barefoot shoes. Lots of things will come up. There's also some um, cheaper brands on Amazon, which I'll try to uh, put a link to as well. But there's all kinds of brands out there. Try them all um, or just research them all. Pick one, maybe start a little uh, on the cheaper end of the spectrum if you want to just try it out and see how it feels. Everyone that I've recommended to them typically loves them and they have a hard time wearing regular shoes afterwards because they find that those regular shoes now are very restrictive or narrow, tight, things like that. So um, when you can't walk barefoot, get into some barefoot shoes. And last but not least, um, especially if you are having to wear more narrow shoes, maybe for work or for sport. Um, such as like I do rock climbing shoes are very narrow. It's more for a performance, um, basis. So if it's a performance thing and you need those more narrow shoes, that's fine. What I recommend and what I do is wear toe spacers afterwards to help kind of counteract that force. If you're, you know, wearing very narrow shoes for an hour, two hours, three hours, try to wear those toe spreaders for the same duration to counteract that kind of squishing and compacting of your toes and, um, uh, restore that natural splay of your toes. Those are going to be the three main um, kind of factors that you can change today that you can make changes to. It's going to improve your overall foot health. It's going to help um, decrease your chances of getting bunions. It's going to help restore your natural foot alignment. And if you already do have maybe large bone deposits or anything like that, but don't want surgery, it is going to fix a lot of it. It'll help decrease your overall dysfunction. It's going to help improve um, your pain levels as well as just the look of your overall feet. So regardless of what stage you're at, as far as bunions go, um, if you incorporate these few things that we've talked about, you're going to see great impacts and great changes, and it's going to be great for your overall foot health. So if you guys have any questions on bunions, feel free to ask. Make sure you guys like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.